This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the programme Canny View, hosted by the team from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. It's our pleasure for the first time this year to have in the hot seat Glenn Trillo from the Stewart Group. How are you going, Glenn? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Doing very well, thanks, Ken. That's what we'd like to hear. And it's a bit like Russ, the finance market never sleeps... And, no, uh, it doesn't. You... It didn't go on holiday over the um, <laughs> uh, festive season either. That's so. right. <laughs> so what have you got on the agenda for today? What are we going to talk about? Just going to talk um, talk about um, you know, a lot of the market commentators. Um, so at this time of the year, we always get market commentators sharing with um, us what they think is going to happen in the market over the next 12 months. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to reflect on that a bit and what's, what's happened. And also about stock picking, um, whether it's a good idea to try and pick stocks and how the market actually works and how it prices in stocks. Yeah. Can you do that? Can you pick stock? Or is it just like a craps game where you throw two dice and what comes up comes up? Or is it a little bit more sophisticated than that? We had, I, I, I had a chap over from Australia um, last year um, and I attended a course with him and he, he used to do what we call active management. Now, active management is about, um, you know, Picking stocks, mm-hmm. um, believing that you can find mispriced stocks um, and picking them up cheaper and um, timing the market. And I said, look, how does it actually work? And he says, Glenn, we share with people that we have all this data that we buy in and we, you know, we're reasonably intelligent people. And yes, they are and yes, mm-hmm. they do. He says, Glenn, we had a hunch, we bought a bunch, we went to lunch. <laughs> said, what do you yeah, mean you went so. to lunch? He says, well, that's pretty much what we do. We just had a hunch and we bought a bunch. So, yeah. You know. And I suppose it might be someone listening to the program might say, well, it might be right for Glenn. He's in the industry. He's got all the uh, you know the contacts of saying, Glenn, you know, tapping the old nose, go and have a look at this, and uh, and you'll be laughing or tell your clients about it. Is that the way it works? Um, it shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. No, no, it, it certainly shouldn't work that way. I think... Um, We've spoken a lot about diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're certainly in the camp that we don't believe that we can pick and time the market. We don't believe that we have the insider knowledge for a particular stock that this is the latest, hottest stock that you've got to buy. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, once again, our average client client has over 6,000 stocks or securities yep. in over 30 countries. Well, um, So really well diversified. Mm. In the good old days, and I'm going back to the good old days when I invested in the share market a little mm. bit, uh, they used to call them blue chip stock, yep. blue chip shares. Are they still around? I mean, is there, and it was almost like, look, you can't lose if you buy them. Is, is that still the way? Yeah, I guess blue chip stocks are a bit, um, really another name for large cap stocks, aren't they? Mm. Um, so, yeah, they are still around. Um, I mean, shares are broken into three main categories. You have um, large cap value and small cap stocks, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and uh, so I guess by blue chip, you're looking at large cap type stocks. And yes, that should form a part of your investment portfolio, but shouldn't. There's really, um, 
monies to be earned, rates of return to be received on value, what we call value stocks mm. and um, uh, and small cap stocks. So um, yeah, once again, diversification. Are blue chips shares similar to putting your money in the bank, that a minimum return, but but a bit more safe? Yeah, I guess they're considered by um, the market and market participants that um, they are a reasonably safe form of investment. They're issued by well-known companies, mm. larger cap companies. Um, but also the return can reflect the perception that they are quite a safe stock as well. So if we come back to this idea um, that risk and return are related. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you are after your double-digit ongoing returns, then you're going to have to accept you're going to have to take some risk. And just putting into mm. blue chip stocks, I'll suggest to you, it's not yeah. going to get you the returns that you may have hoped for. How does Joe Blow get onto it then? So, um, I mean, if, if I said to my wife, oh, maybe we should buy some shares, mm. she'd say, you nuts. <laughs> so, so we probably wouldn't end up uh, buying shares. We'd probably put it into something um, like bricks and mortar, which we've yeah. spoken about many times. But yeah. so how does the average person um, come to the conclusion that, yeah, the share market is good and there is money there to be made? So obviously, come see a guy like you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, you know, we, we know that how well property has been performing. Mm-hmm. We also know that property over time will go into downturns as well. Yeah. Um, and the share market is no different. Um, if the property market has been performing, I can assure everyone listening today, the share market has been performing very well yes. as well. It provides more liquidity than property does. So you can get your money out pretty easily. Depending on, you know, the amount of funds, you can go into, if you have a smaller amount of funds, there's a thing called an ETF or or exchange traded fund. Mm -hmm. It's basically managed funds, it's low cost, it's a good introduction into investing, it's well diversified. But speaking to a authorised financial advisor such as ourselves, it's not just about going out and buying a bunch of stocks. It's really about finding out what are your goals and objectives and then with that knowledge, investing those monies most appropriately. Because what you're wanting to achieve may and will materially affect how you would invest those funds. And you've got to be there for the long haul, don't you? Absolutely you do. Um, If you put money into shares, you should be looking at it from a six to seven, eight year time horizon. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear all too often people saying, I'm going to go out and buy a few shares. I think it's a good bet, and I'm going to hold it for a year or so and see how I go. That's not investing. That's just taking a bit of a gamble on something. They used to say there's a cycle every seven years, ups and downs. Is is seven years the magic figure still? Uh, I I hear a lot of that. I'm not sure that it is, actually. Yeah. Um, You know, I... And there's so much noise in the media about um, what is going on in the world and what is going on on in the share market. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't be informed, but just take it for what it actually is. Um, you know, mar- markets, they, they do go in cycles, but they can also recover very, very quickly as well. The problem with the headline, though, is it can uh, make or break a share, can't it? Yeah, it can do. It can do. Um, but the overall, the share market is pretty resilient to mm. this sort of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, I reflect back on um, 2018 was the poorest year for global shares mm. over about a seven or eight year time period. Okay, and that was driven by a really short time frame. That happened in the last quarter of 18. 
Okay, so October, November, December was not a kind to investors globally. Mm-hmm. And what that meant is for that year, um, we saw the worst return in about seven or eight years. Okay. And at the end of um, 2017, and, uh, excuse me, end of 18, beginning of 19, that's when all your market commentary came out and what's going to happen this year. And I'll take you back. We had um, concerns about the US-China trade. Mm-hmm. We had Brexit. We seem to have Brexit for a few yeah. years now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so US-China, Brexit. We had the International Monetary Fund warning on the global economy slowing down. Uh, here in New Zealand, we had last year, we had the um, slower growth than had anticipated. Um, I guess because business confidence wasn't high. Mm-hmm. Um, in October, we had um, high petrol prices, a bit of a shock there. And we had really a mixed bag of market commentary at the beginning of eighteen, uh, beginning of 19. Sorry, You see, I'm struggling yeah. with my years now. We've just gone, into, gone, just yeah. gone through, uh, <laughs> through our New Year's, didn't we? But at the beginning of 2019, we had a really mixed bag in commentary. Um, I think PwC put out an article saying that they expect things to slow down and um, the global market is not to be as strong. We had Westpac come out and say, actually, we think it's going to be quite reasonable. So what did we get? Last year in the global markets was one of the best years we've had in a long, long while. US market was up 25%. Yeah. Stock market. Huge, isn't it? New Zealand, 28%. Um, I'm glad to say, because I'm a real cricket follower, we didn't do well in the cricket <laughs> against Australia, but we beat them in the um, stakes on uh, on their share yeah. pricing, because they did 20%, we did 28 um, so, the, you know, globally we had a really good return on the global market. We still had the ongoing issue with US and China. We still had Brexit. Both of which seems to be almost resolved now, yeah. or getting there. Um, and interesting, and this is just just me going off on a tangent, but bear with me. One of the best stock markets last year was Russia. Really, forty, just under forty one percent return. Wow. Okay. Why? Why was that forty one percent return when um, we were talking twenty five and twenty? Yep. People were looking, and particularly in Russia, because Russia's been um, hit with sanctions, of Mm. course, with Crimea and the conflict in the Ukraine, or localised conflict. Um, People were looking for yield. And so what I mean by that is, in a low interest rate environment, which we are, and some of the investors who want to take more risk... Because going into Russian um, share market is not risk-free. No. Okay. Well, no <laughs> share market is, but you understand. Yes. Um, so they were looking for yield, and so Russia, they decided, was underpriced. Um, they thought there was money to be made there. And collectively, much of the market thought the same, and that drove prices up. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about the Russian market is quite small. It's very concentrated. And there's what we call a liquidity issue. And so that, that is to say, if you want your money back out, um, that can be a challenge. Um, because what we often find is when people want money back out of the Russian share market is because perhaps the winds of change is coming through. Mm. And it's like anything, to sell something, you need a buyer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, that's the uh, challenge and the risk you take with the Russian share market. But gee whiz, it did about 41% last year. Yeah. Um, How do you know that sort of thing is in the wind? That it's, it's going to be a big year. 
Or does it think, wow, that was good. Where did that sneak up from? How do you know it's going to happen? Uh, you don't. No. You, you simply don't. Um, and, you know, did, did I know the beginning of 2019 that globally share prices were going to go be up 20, 25, 28%? No yeah. idea. Yeah. And no one does. Huh. And it's interesting that, um, you know, I, I think about the people at the end of 2018, they went through a difficult year particularly difficult quarter at the end of 18, those who said, you know what, I'm going to go to cash, I'm going to go to bonds, Mm. because this is a bit volatile, they missed out on one of the best performing years in the global share market of 2019. Mm. And there there were people all over the place that did exactly that. Um, That's why one of the important roles that we have as a financial advisor, and I would strongly advocate that people use a a financial advisor is we keep people in their seats there's something um, people are talking more about robo advice Mm -hmm. and robo advice is basically there is no advice it's it's a computer program that shares with you what it thinks you should be investing in at the end of 2018, we had that really difficult quarter. Some of the robo-advice platforms globally crashed. Mm. And they crashed because people went on desperate to get their money out. All right? yep. um, I didn't have a single client at Stuart Group who contacted me and said, Glenn, get my money out. No. Okay, but that's, that's the difference with using a financial advisor. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, the, and that is a big problem possibly with the share market, isn't it? If you've got someone who's... Uh, coming in, not talking to someone like yourself, they get worried when they see the, the market's on a decline and then I'm getting out at all costs. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, our job is to explain what's happening to people, keep them in their seats, keep people from making rash decisions, mm-hmm. share with people that markets come back really quickly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's a long-term game. You don't hear about Bitcoin anymore. Is that still a driving force in the market? Oh, I don't hear about it at all. No. Um, it's just not part of my world. No. Um, if I can't even share with you how it's going. Yeah. Uh, it, it had its time in the sun, um, Bitcoin, um, but uh, I, I just don't hear. It's not an investment. It's just a, it's, it's a TAB flutter. Yeah. You mentioned a bit earlier that uh, the share market is performing particularly well, and some of the statistics you just gave us, uh, they prove it to be. But also, um, bricks and mortar is doing very well, and uh, by the look of it, you know that bubble that we talked about bursting, it hasn't burst. Do the two generally perform well in tandem, or is it generally the share market that's good this year and bricks and mortar aren't, and then it swings around? I, I often struggle to see the correlation between the two because mm-hmm. they're, they're quite what we call quite a different asset class. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can put, it in a, put up an argument that um, what a property is doing so well, then um, you know people aren't investing as much in the global share market. Um, yeah. But they are because whereas the New Zealand property is doing very well, um, we invest globally, so so much of, of how we invest isn't really dictated by the um, New Zealand mm. property market. Um, now, having said all that, property is doing very well, and and I, I'm certainly not here to, to dissuade people from no. investing in property. My message would be is don't just have property as your only form of investment. Um, property does have downside risk as well. Sure. Um, at expensive to sell. There's not much liquidity. You can't get money out in a hurry. Um, and for people listening who are old enough, you will know and you would have experienced yourself that property can fall in value as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just advocate being diversified and don't have all your money 
just in property. It just happens to be at the moment that both property and the share markets are, are performing. You, you talked about uh, property uh, bubbles bursting mm-hmm. um, last mm-hmm. year and the year before. Yep. Um, how do you see it in, in, the, in the short term? In the short term, I, I think you're continuing you will continue to see a rise here, certainly in the Hawke's Bay this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably slowed down a little bit. Um, property values go in cycles. Now, this cycle has been going on for quite some time. So if I think locally here in the Hawke's Bay, we had a real, in much of New Zealand, we had a property cycle from 03 to 07, but you'll recall that nothing happened, in the, um, certainly in the Hawke's Bay, from 07 or 08 through to about 2014. Nothing happened. No. Um, it was stagnant. And in fact, if anything, it probably went back a little bit in value and certainly did it up to inflation. And then it's from about 2014 to now, it's gone up significantly. But at some stage, that will come to a halt. I don't think this is the year that that will happen. Um, but once again, I'm sounding, I'm sounding like one of those market commentators about yes. shares. <laughs> yes, you are. What do I know? <laughs> you know, I'll know whether I'm right or yes. not in 12 months' time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but I think nationwide, we have a demand for housing. We don't, we clearly don't have enough. Yeah. And I think probably, unfortunately, that will keep driving prices up a bit. How do we get diversification? I mean, you, you're always talking about it, so is everyone else from um, from the Sioux Group, and mm. uh, listening to you, well, it makes absolutely complete sense. But maybe a, a mum and dad investor listening to this program right now are thinking, diversification, you have a bit in property, you have a bit in the share market, but yep. they're probably thinking inside their head, well, I've got to go and buy a rental, that's going to cost me four, or $500,000, and they, they want me to buy some shares. But by coming to see an investment advisor like yourself, you will put some of their money into those th- Units won't you without them having to buy it outright. We will do it for them. Yep. Yeah. So there's two ways. There's traditionally two ways that you'll invest in the share market. You'll either buy directly held stock. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's the old school way of. I say old yep. school. It's, it's very valid today as well. So it's a share certificate issued in your name. Okay. And you hold a number of shares of whatever company, ABC Limited. So um, how we do it as Stuart Group is we invest into managed funds. So it's a collective pool of funds. So um, clients' funds are pulled together with other people's funds. Um, it buys in the unit trust, which is basically a collection of different shares which has been unitized. You're buying a portion of that. The reason why we advocate that is it's a really easy and cheaper way of diversifying your fund. So it's cheaper to go into entry and exit fund. That's like a timeshare. Yeah, um, although timeshares can also come with uh, yes. <laughs> some <laughs> yes. stories, of course. But it's a really, it's a cheaper way and a, and a quick way of diversifying your mm. money because, you know, I, I just mentioned to you that our average client has over 6,000 securities, and that's true, and managed funds. Mm. Trying to go out and buy individual stocks and 6,000 individual stocks in 30-odd countries, hugely expensive. It's just not practical. No. Um, so you really need to do it through unit trust, and that's what we're an advocate for. Mm. Yeah. 2020 has just started. What's the year ahead looking like from an investing point of view? Of, not that you've got a crystal ball, but uh, hmm. you think the market's in good heart? Yeah, I, th- I, I think the market is in good heart. Um, I think we've, we've seen movement on Brexit following the UK election. 
um, a resounding win mm-hmm. for Boris Johnson. Um, so it looks like Brexit is now going to yep. be finally done and dusted. That weighs a bit on the global market, by the way, of course. Um, not greatly, but doesn't help. Um, we've seen recently the US-China trade deal. Still more work to mm-hmm. um, uh, be done there, but all the right things were um, being said. Um, they've got a deal, which is great. The market reacts positively to that. Um, I think globally things are looking are looking pretty good. Um, the only unknown, well, not even unknown, we've got the US election, and it's you sort of to a stage where Donald Trump, I think, um, I don't want to get political here, but... If he wins the election again at the end of this year, then it's still the devil you know, right? Sure. So don't expect the market to go, oh, God, Father, it's got another four years. Didn't mm. see that coming because we've had four years of him and the sun still rose in the morning. Yeah. And it's still shining very brightly. And still shining very brightly. And the U.S. has done pretty well yeah. economically um, whilst Donald Trump has been president. So... To answer your question, I actually think it's going to be a reasonably positive year. I'm not expecting a 25% return mm-hmm. on global equities, depending on the market, but I'm seeing a pretty positive market this year. And, you know, Ken, something may happen globally that turns out completely upside down. Yes, and, so, and that could happen tomorrow. That, that could happen <laughs> tomorrow. So I then come back to um, investments as a long-term game. Yeah, dead right. We saw in Iran with the... Um, with the US drone attack and then the Iranian response with those missiles, and tragically the aircraft was shot down, um, yes. the um, airliner. Um, that doesn't appear to have escalated, but that could have done, and that could have caused problems with oil prices and market jitters. These are things we just don't know. Statistically speaking, and just quickly because we're just about out of time, mm. are people still putting their money in the bank? I mean, of people who are investing you know, in KiwiSaver and shares and property. Yep. What about people, is it mums and dads are still saying, well, you can't be putting it in the old BNZ? Yeah, putting it in the old bank. Yeah. Um, it's Yes, they are, and there's an awful lot of money sitting in bank accounts doing nothing. Mm. We know interest rates are low. Last year, the OCR dropped twice. We went from 175 to 1% here in New Zealand. Um, maybe another cut again this year, perhaps. Yeah. Adrian Orr from the Reserve Bank Governor was very clear when he dropped it 50 basis points last year. I can't her exact words, but her, to answer a reporter's question was, it's not the Reserve Bank's um, uh, business to get a return for investors' money. They need to go and do something and get their money working for them. Words to that effect. He was pretty blunt about it. We know there's a lot of money. We spent a lot of time at Stuart Group last year welcoming new clients with turn deposit monies, haven't been getting much, and putting it to work and getting a better rate of return. Still in a conservative portfolio, mm. that's what they want, not a problem. Um, but we know that there's an awful lot of money in bank deposit. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people still keep putting the money in the bank? Because they think it's safe. Um, I think the main reason is is probably people's lack of understanding mm. um, of all things investments. Um, I still hear things about Black Tuesday and mm. you know, the um, 87, was yeah, it, 86, right. 87, um, global financial crises. Those are, those are in the past, and um, you know, we learn from them. People's recovered from it if you stayed invested. It's mainly, I think, just people, the, they just 
don't have a great knowledge about investments. Mm. And I, I just um, welcome people to come and sit down with us yeah. and we'll just share some information. And on that note, just to remind our listeners, Glenn, where the Stewart Group is. Sure. So we're located located at 204 Karamu Road in Hastings. Good on you, Glenn. As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Will do. Thanks, Glenn. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.